0: We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections.
1: We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet?
0: What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality,
1: narrowing your focus to what really matters?
0: Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous
1: things, to delight in the finest of things. In
0: a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships,
1: simplicity beckons. Hey lady, what's up? Not much. We're getting ready to head out to the lake today, so we are all excited over here. The first thing Graham said this morning was, it's lake day, and he ran down the stairs, so... It'll be nice to be able to get away for a day and go outside and enjoy the sunshine.
0: That's so fun what what do you guys normally do? like what kind of toddler friendly activity? Yeah,
1: so um, we have two boats down there, so we often will load up the cousins on the boats, you know, the pontoon and just take that out and they'll do tubing and swimming and the younger kids love to dig in the sand. There's like a beach area and they dig in the sand and make sand castles and look for tadpoles and I don't know, just kind of explore. There's some big blueberry bushes down there. So, when those are in season, the kids like to pick them and just kind of have fun and see what, you know, the kids want to do. And it's a little bit different each
0: time we go. That literally sounds like heaven right now. This one's so yeah, fun. We're excited. <laughs> we're very excited. Is it How kind are you of doing? Like, our- good. We're doing good. Just trying to get settled in kind of that final push to kind of get things settled and in order and. It just kind of feels like I'm knee deep in that right now, which is fine. I mean, it's just part of it, but I'm looking forward to like having everything done and like put away. I spent like most of yesterday, like out in the garage, like going through boxes and breaking down boxes and, um, you know, making decisions on, you know, what we want to keep and what we don't want to keep. And like I said, I just feel like I'm knee deep in it, but we can process process. Yeah.
1: I feel like packing up a house is always easy because you just throw it in a box, but unpacking is hard because you're trying to figure out where things are going to go and how you want to organize and it takes a long time.
0: Yeah, and I think it's taking longer than I maybe would like it to because I, I like projects to have like a like a start and a finish, preferably within a day, <laughs> and it's just, there's too much to do. It's just, it right. can't be that. So, and that's actually funny. That's a good lead to kind of what we're talking about. We're going to talk about distractions today. Yeah, and there is a lot of them with motherhood.
1: You know, you we've been talking, and I know you and I were kind of saying, well, let's come up with a list of common distractions. And as I sat down to think through common distractions in my life, there are so many. Yeah, like, It's like motherhood, I feel like the call to motherhood is a call to, like, distractions and multitasking. Like, mm-hmm. the two have to go hand in hand. There's no way to be be a mom and not have distractions and i feel like it's all about how do you find that balance and remember their priorities amidst the never ending list of things that are going to distract us. What are some of the big distractions for you? Like what are some of the stuff you thought of?
0: So what comes to mind immediately is, well, the very obvious one would be like social media, texting, the constant notifications. You know, you can be looking at something on your phone that's distracting you from something you are doing. And then something else pops up that's distracting you from the thing that was on your phone. My mind's like this, this online browser and there's all these windows open that are running. And sometimes it's just like, oh my goodness, we need to just shut them all down <laughs> for a minute and start over. But yeah, that's, that's probably the first most obvious one that comes to mind. But just the fact that you can't really do one task without something else pulling on you, You know, whether that's like doing the dishes, doing laundry, getting kids ready for bed, just, it's just constant. Like there's always something that's like, oh, oh, and then back over here. And that's just the things that we can't help. But I feel like the way my brain works, I can be working on something and I'll take something somewhere and then that distracts me and I'm working on something else. And it's just become so overwhelming so quickly. What about you? What what comes to mind for you?
1: Yeah, I feel like in addition to those things that I don't realize are distracting until I start to do it is even just like the common maintenance and like adult responsibilities of like, okay, I have to pay this bill and now I have to take my car to get serviced. And now I need to do, you know, change the air filters, (laughs) do different things in the house of just like this constant to do you can't forget. And then you also want to try to like balance commitments, you know, of different stuff you might have. Okay, how do I Go to Bible study and figure out childcare for that and leaving dinner for my family, and this constant I don't know. And I don't even know if distraction is always the right word, you know, because some of it is just commitments or things we have to do, but it's just like the constant multitasking of how do you juggle it all and get it all done and then also live out this simplicity. Because when I think of motherhood, I don't think of
0: simplicity. Right. It's not the first word that comes to mind at all. Do you ever feel like if you're going to go do something, like even go to Bible study or do a shopping trip or some form of self-care, do you ever feel like you're a teacher preparing for a sub? Like, Yes. That's a great, great way to view it. Because you,
1: you have to think through, you know, okay, what meals and snacks and I finally, and he does a great job, but I just let you know, Justin do outfits. I let him pick everything, you know, and he's helping. He does it all. And I really appreciate that he can, and he's willing to jump in and do it all. Um, But it is, you kind of have to think through, what do I have to get ready just so I can go do something to enjoy? And often when I'm going to like get my haircut or do something, I'm thinking still of everything that needs to be done at the house. It's like hard to be at peace and enjoy the moment when you're still
0: got that constant to-do list. It so is. And it almost puts you in that place where you're like, is it even worth preparing to leave? Like, is it, is it worth the effort? Start thinking like, it's, it's not, you know? But on the other side of that, I think, you know, being intentional about stepping out, giving ourselves space, like we have to be able to do those things too.
1: And so. remembering that we're not in control of it at all. You know, it's like releasing that grip of control of it has to be this way perfectly. And just knowing that, you know what, as long as they get fed, as long as they're in bed, you know, I don't have to worry about every single detail. Yeah. What do you feel like is your biggest source of struggle when it comes to these distractions?
0: I can kind of see two sides for me. In the past, um, my phone has been a major source of distraction for me. And just a time eater for sure. I don't think right now in this season, that's as much of a struggle for me. I think just because the crazy from everywhere else has just sort of eliminated that as even an option. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like I'm spending a lot of time just like mindlessly scrolling right now, just because I do have so much other things to kind of focus on. But in the past, I have definitely had to intentionally set limits on probably particularly Instagram because for some reason, that's the one where I feel like I can literally spend 45 minutes to an hour and like, it feels like five minutes and you right. think, oh my gosh, I've wasted so much time. But then you can sort of justify it as taking a break or self-care, a moment for yourself, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that, that if if that's something that can kind of give you mental space, then but then it's like, is it the best use of time? <laughs> but then on the other side of that, I think right now it's just maybe lack of organization as far as just what my time looks like, where I'm putting my time towards. Because like I said, it's just like, I'll start doing one thing. And then before you know it, I've, I'm doing another thing and then I'm doing another thing and there's nothing that's like completed. So I think right now at this exact moment, that's kind of where I'm at. What about for you?
1: Yeah, I agree with the technology, you know, that's a constant kind of balance, but I think right now as things are opening back up and we're slowly figuring out this new norm. I think I struggle with how to say yes, and what I should make commitments to. And I think just my personality, I'm just often a yes person. And I, you know, I want to help everyone. And I want to be there for everyone and do all the things. And I think it's quarantine has enabled me to realize that you know, sometimes I don't have to say yes to everything and just to be aware and intentional with what I'm committing to. And if, is it really beneficial and is it really helpful or am I doing it out of a sense of duty? And I just feel like I have to do it, not because my heart is in
0: it. Yeah. Cause you're feeling like obligated, which yeah. Yeah. That's a very and real it, thing.
1: Yeah. And I think it's something, you know, I'll always kind of struggle with just because that's who I am, but it's how do you find that balance within being there, but then also drawing the boundary to be there for your family as well. Yeah.
0: I think boundaries tie into that so much, especially when it comes to like scheduling and stuff like that and just really being picky for yourself, but really not just for yourself, but for your family, you know, because if we're stretched too thin, everyone's going to suffer because so right. much, I've just feel like as moms so much of, just sort of the rhythm and the atmosphere and the sense of peace, like a lot of that falls on us. Like we kind of set that, um, you know, we kind of set that rhythm in place by just where we are personally, you know, where our minds are at. And so I feel like when I'm a little everywhere, it kind of makes everyone else a little everywhere. So yeah, that's a big struggle for me too, just, just knowing when to say no and then not feeling bad about it. (laughs) Right, right. Giving yourself some grace. How do you go about living a lifestyle of simplicity and intentionality in this world that we're living in today? Like what are some things that you've set in place to kind of help with that?
1: I think, you know, it's a constant reminder of what does it mean to live simply or this idea of simplicity. It's not necessarily removing everything, but it's focusing on the right things. And like you said, living with intentionality. So I think you can live simply and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're living a life free of distraction because that's always going to be there. It's just the root action of living simply is living with intentionality. And so I think I have to constantly have that mindset shift and remember that you can almost multitask and live with intention with the mundane tasks that you're doing day to day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I have fall for the lie often of, well, if I'm gonna have my quiet time, it has to be first thing in the morning and my favorite chair with my hot cup of coffee and the candle lit, you know, this like perfect little scenario and it's great when that happens. But that's not going to happen every morning. You know Graham might wake up early or things might just happen that I can't have my set perfectly orchestrated quiet time. And I think it's easy to say, well, dang it, it didn't happen this morning. So it's just not going to happen at all. And we just give up and use that as an excuse of, well, maybe tomorrow I'll get a quiet time. But I think if you're living a lifestyle simplicity, you're learning how to juggle that and say, okay, well, it didn't happen now, but maybe during lunch I can get a couple minutes in, or maybe I can do something special with Graham. And, you know, just understanding that the rhythm of motherhood means that Things are going to fluctuate and change from day to day. And it's not going to be this perfectly orchestrated day to day how I want it to be, and just surrendering myself to that, Mm -hmm.
0: which is so
1: much easier to say than to actually live out. So I think it's that constant just preaching to myself and trying to show myself grace and trying to be creative with how I can live with intention in whatever scenario comes up during the day.
0: Yeah. um, One thing that Chase and I have really been talking about a lot, just in, pretty much all areas of life has just been managing expectations. And I think that that's exactly what you are just saying. If your expectation is that it's going to look exactly like this and it's going to play out like this and I'm going to have this much time and then that doesn't happen, you feel like you failed. And so why did you even, why did you try in the first place? I feel like if you don't have 30 minutes, if that's consistently not happening, then maybe you scale it back to one of those little five minute devotional books and you know you sit down for literally five minutes before you run out the door, and then that way you're you're accomplishing something and it's done. it didn't look like how you might have thought, but the expectation starts out in a different place and then, if there's days when you do have that extra time, you know like those lovely Saturday mornings that happen every once in a while, you know where you really get to invest that time, then maybe you could read more of them, or maybe you have a different book that that can kind of fill in for those times. But I think it's a lot about expectations.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like we place order and expectations and controlled schedules on this same pedestal of peace. Like we think that's going to bring us peace, but really peace can only be found when we are able to like calm our like chaotic heart. You know, it's like removing the distractions of our heart and that's when we can be content and like really experience peace and simplicity. And like you said, realizing those expectations might not be met. I might not have a perfectly clean and organized house, but that doesn't mean my heart has to feel chaotic,
0: even if my house looks chaotic, you know? Yeah. And I think that's hard for both of us because I think we're, our personalities, we like things visually in order, in order to feel, I mean, I know that for me personally, like if things are visually oh, yes. in order, I'm a lot more at peace. Yes. You know, if that to-do list has some pretty good chunks taken out of it or is completed. <laughs> oh yes. You're going to feel a lot better. You're the same. Yeah.
1: So what's one thing that you are trying to intentionally implement today to add simplicity to your life? I
0: was kind of deep diving into some of these ideas of like productivity and eliminating distraction and stuff. And I was reading about this thing called, and I'm going to butcher it because I do that when I try to pronounce things, but it's called the Pomondo technique. Okay. Okay. And essentially it's just um, intentionally taking a space of time, which I think classically is like 25 minutes and devoting it to working on one task. And then Mm. when the timer goes off, like you literally set a timer, when the timer goes off, you take a five minute break. And then after you've done two or four of these little segments of time, then you take like a 30 minute break. And the idea is that you're intentionally devoting your focus to one task for a certain amount of time. And then intentionally taking a break and then intentionally jumping back in. So I don't know how realistic that is for like motherhood because, you know, when do we ever have 25 minutes to do anything? But I, I do kind of like the idea of intentionally putting my focus towards something. And maybe that means saying, Hey, for the next 25 minutes, can you please keep the kids in the backyard with you? I'm talking to my husband, you know, right here. Um, you know, can you please keep them in the backyard with you while I complete this thing I need to get done, whether it's like sitting down to pay bills or return emails or put this laundry away or something, you know, if it's means intentionally taking a step to get something completed, start to finish. I think that would help me. I don't think this can work across the board, but I'm interested in trying it. And I think the thing that was kind of funny about it is the guy, whoever this guy that um, came up with this technique or whatever, the word Pomando, I don't think I'm saying, right? Like, it's like, I think it's Italian for tomato. And he called it that because of those little like tomato timers where yes. you like, you crank it and then it goes. So I thought that was, that was kind of funny. But anyway, I think I'm going to maybe try implementing that here and there and kind of see if it helps me. I think that's a great, I love hearing that.
1: And I feel like if I were to try it, I would probably try to do the like one thing on my to-do list that I just am dreading mm. you know because then it's like man if I can just focus and get this out of the way then I can just move on because you know there's certain things on your to-do list that you're like oh yeah that's easy and I like want to do that right away yeah but, like then I save like all the worst things for the end of the day when I'm tired yeah it's like you use that and maybe even try to sneak in your 25 minutes before the kids wake up or things get moving and do it at the beginning of the day
0: that's a really good like one that. Yeah, just attacking the thing that you're dreading the most first. I think that's a, yeah. that's a really good thing. That's a really good. I know one thing that my dad does when he's like making a, a list of things is he will just write them down and then just not make the order optional. Just like whatever, you know, whatever's next, just do it. Because a lot of procrastination lives in picking and choosing what you feel like doing. <laughs> Right. And then you can make your
1: to-do list so elaborate by procrastinating. You know, you think of every other small thing to do before
0: you have to do that one thing. Oh, that's so true. I've never really thought of it like that. Oh, I'm totally guilty of that. That's like I'm hard. telling you, when I clean my house, I'm going to clean the bathrooms last, dead last.
1: That's folding laundry for me. Ugh. Really? I have hampers of laundry that need folded.
0: I mean, but that's the thing. It's never ending. <laughs> it never <laughs> You're never going to get to the bottom of that metaphorical laundry hamper. <laughs> so true. Oh.
1: I feel like one thing I've been doing to try to intentionally implement simplicity is along with expectations that we were talking about. I love that you brought that up. And I actually did it last night and I had a friend over for dinner and I had been working all day and was just really tired. And I let myself, instead of making dinner, I ran to Panera and just picked up two salads and was like, here you go. Like. <laughs> we're going to eat takeout. And I've done that now a handful of times of just removing the expectation that I have to have this elaborate meal or things put together when I'm like hosting people. And it's made it so much more enjoyable. You know, I think it's easy for me to forget when I have people over, I want to have like the perfect meal or everything put together and like look nice. But really I should be like trying to love on these people coming over and who really cares what things look like if we're just eating takeout on the back patio. And it was so much fun to have her come over and just eat our little salads from Panera and not have this like expectation of, that I put on myself of making the perfect meal for her.
0: I love that. I love that. And my mind jumps to the fact that you're not going to be thinking about dishes in the sink.
1: You know, <laughs> we literally chucked
0: it all in the trash can.
1: And then she said bye. And I was like, great. Like once she's gone, I don't have to worry about cleaning or you know, I could just really be in the moment with her and it was That's it was awesome. fun. What's one way that you feel like you can utilize technology to better organize your life?
0: One thing that I have been using, really plain and simple, is just alarms on my phone. Me too. That was what
1: came to mind for me. Are you
0: serious? Yep.
1: <laughs> we are in the same thing together. What do you use alarms for? Um,
0: different things, but mostly like reminders that I put a name on. <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah, that's a
1: good one. You know, like, do you just set it for a certain time?
0: Yeah. And I have some that are like reoccurring, like, you know, every Monday at this time. Okay. And then like with Zoom calls and Zoom meetings, terrified I'm going to forget something, you know, like something I'm going to look up and it's, I'm going to be like past time. And like, I facilitate a lot of those. So I'm the one that gets on there and starts them. So that just going ahead and intentionally setting that timer to remind me, it just takes a load off my mind. Yeah. So that's one thing I've been, I've been using.
1: Yeah, well, it's so funny because alarms is what I thought of too. But we've been doing a lot of alarms on our phone to help with parenting. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. Like saying that, it sounds really weird. Like I'm parenting with alarms on my phone. But we've been able to like set alarms when we were potty training. We would set an alarm for like every 30 minutes. And when my phone yeah. went off, he was like potty time and he would just run. And I feel like he potty trained really quickly because of that. And then on the flip side, I've been able to like use alarms on my phone for like time out. Like if he has timeout, he knows that a two minute alarm goes on my phone. And when it goes off, then we're going to talk about it and he can get out of timeout. or even just as like warnings for like transitions, like, okay, bedtime's in, you know, three yeah. minutes and we're setting the timer And when it goes off, we're just going to run upstairs. And I don't know what it is about how it counts down or he hears it. You know, it's like an auditory thing. But typically when the timer goes off, he's excited and he just does the next thing. And it's like, this is what we do. And so we parent with alarms, I guess, over here. But it's really made it smooth. And then that way, even like when he's in timeout, I can set my two-minute timer and then go work on dishes for two minutes. And it's like, I don't have to remember to get him out of timeout, you know, it's just, my alarm will go off. And then we both remember, you know, it's time to set down the dishes and go and like finish disciplining and parenting. So that's kind of how I've been using alarms.
0: That's a great point though. Cause so often you think, well, I'm, I'm going to remember in two minutes. to so, so let him oh, get I up. Never did. All <laughs> of a sudden <laughs> it's like, it's been like 15 minutes and you're like, Ooh, that was not <laughs> what I, and they're sitting there like, this is the longest two minutes ever. <laughs> Totally. And it is for kids, you know, it feels like forever. I love that for both of us, it was, it was a pretty straight and simple answer because there's so many ways that people can utilize technology. Now there's so many apps that do so many different things. Mm. And sometimes it's just, it really comes down to you figuring out what works for you, what's going to keep you consistent, what's going to be like a help and not a hindrance. Cause I feel like some of these things can just, almost add to the stress right it can add to just like the sense of distraction because it's another notification it's another thing popping up on your screen you know it, it's another thing that's like distracting you from being present so I think that keeping it as simple as possible but also utilizing it is a, is a really good thing
1: so do you have anything right now that you're just loving I do and it I feel like it's another stereotypical answer but we both worked at Starbucks together mm-hmm. you and I did. And we have had, I know, plenty of phases where it was all about the fancy lattes and the perfect cappuccino and, you know, the espresso and just the fun, fancy stuff. And I think it's because I'm in motherhood now. I just like a good, plain black cup of coffee, but I'm the only coffee drinker in my house. And so for Christmas, I guess, my husband bought me the Mr. Coffee Optimal Brew thermal coffee maker so it's Mm. nothing fancy it's not like a fancy espresso machine or anything but it's like a step up from your basic like ten dollar coffee pot and i love it because it's um, like a thermos so i can set it on a timer and it will make my coffee and then supposedly it's supposed to stay fresh for like two hours but it keeps my coffee hot, even like nap time, I can pour a cup of hot coffee. And since it's a thermos, I can just kind of set it wherever and it has a lid. And that way I can kind of drink it throughout the day or just even pour little bits. And I know that it's going to stay hot all day. And that's one thing I just it like, it sounds funny, but it feels like a little special treat that I don't have to worry about having cold coffee. And I can just like have it to sip on here and there. And I don't feel like I'm
0: wasting all this coffee. when I do a whole pot just for myself. I love that. I'm a, I'm a black coffee girl too. Yeah. I love black coffee. I think it's funny. The reason I like it is because when I was little, my, see my mom drinks black coffee. So like, Mm -hmm. that's a really good memory. Um, I think at one point she told me I probably wasn't going to like it. And I was like, Oh yes, I am. (laughs) After years at Starbucks, here we are (laughs) drinking our simple coffee. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. What are you loving with that? So, mine's pretty simple too. I am loving Bluebell chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Oh, yes, yes. And when I say loving, like, I don't think that's a strong enough word. I think it's more like obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like a nightly reoccurrence? <laughs> Not quite nightly, thank goodness, but I would say mm, two or three. Two or three times a week. I like to have some in the evening. It's kind of one of those things like once the kids are down and, you know, hey, that's like a good like self-care thing for me. Yeah. Like have a little Special bit. Special treat. It's so good. And like a lot of brands are probably good, but I don't know. I think Bluebell's the best. Yeah. Right.
1: Sometimes with the cookie dough, it can be weird with certain brands.
0: hmm Yeah. So that's probably like my favorite thing right now. Um, I also really like their um, Bride's Cake flavor. Mm. Have you ever tried that? I've never heard of that. No. I'll have to look for that one. It's good. It's like um, like an almond, like that really like subtle almond flavor of like cake frosting. And then there's like little yeah. bits of cake in it. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that sounds good. I have to it add that good. to my
0: list. All about ice cream right now. I hope you
1: guys have a great Lake Day. Thank you. And good luck with getting through all your boxes. Just take it one box at a time. I wonder whose day sounds better. Mine
0: or yours. I I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you a picture. That's okay. I did go to Colorado last weekend, so I can't really complain. Uh, Yes. Jealous. It was was lovely. We didn't go anywhere because it was all quarantine, but hey, just spending time with family, you know, very low key. It was great.
1: Look at the mountains. That's awesome.
0: I know we woke up one morning and there was a whole bunch of snow on Pikes Peak, which Mm -hmm. was cool. So pretty. Missed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, you have a great day and we will talk soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.